have a timeout. Decide not to use it. Curry, way down top. Bang! Bang! Oh, what a shot from Curry! Rebound box. Back out to Allen. History title. Bang! Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. Here's Middleton. Giannis trailing the Welcome back to The Playbook, a podcast where we talk all about the NBA. As usual, I'm your host, Sal, and I'm joined by my co-host, Mark. How's it going, Mark? It's going great. How are you, Sal? Pretty awesome. It's been a great week of NBA basketball. Um, to start off, I think we should definitely talk about uh, every player in the NBA, what it seems like to be dropping 50-plus uh, points. Um, we start off with uh, Kyrie and Carl Anthony Towns, both dropping 60 points and that being a career high for both of them and franchise high for both of their franchises. I mean, yeah, it's especially the especially the Kyrie performance is honestly just a work of art. That's the type of thing like you should turn that into an NFT. That was incredible. That 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 he's just such a skilled incredible player. I don't, I don't know. He, he drops 60 so effortlessly. It it's amazing. He's so he's he's a beautiful basketball artist yeah That's for sure it, it's it's a master class for uh Kyrie definitely got to get him on that um then you have Carl Anthony Towns opposite position uh center uh showcasing why he's one of the best shooting centers of all time maybe the best I mean that's what I think but you're probably the best can you think of a better three-point shooting big men of all time than Carl Anthony Towns I feel like we're forgetting so now I know the obvious name is Dirk, but Dirk three point shooter not better than Cat. But I feel like we're forgetting someone. I can't think of this person. Brooke Lopez. No. No. <laughs> no. No, but this not quite. It might be it might really be Cat. He's not like your old school center, obviously, but it might actually be Cat. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, I, I feel like I we're mean, forgetting someone though. Like that's sixty Some points thousand. shooting. I, I I think he made like over eight threes. I'm not quite sure, but I know that uh, it was a stellar performance. Uh, probably his career night. Um, oh yeah, and don't I believe think he'll it was a Timberwolves that. win as well. Don't think, don't think he will surpass that, that type of night. Yeah, and it'd it'd be pretty tough to do that. So yeah, sixty can't, points can't is a lot, court. and he could have went for seventy. I mean that was well early into the fourth quarter where he hit 60 and i think he subbed out at the end well there's um, no point but he was on pace to get like 70 plus which would have passed book and would have been like the most points scored in a modern in like modern yeah. nba since like kobe right if he went yeah. over 70 yeah, since, yeah uh it was it was seven threes actually seven and okay. it was on uh he also took 15, uh, made 15 free throws, which is what I love to see. But yeah, yeah, yeah. 60 in 36 minutes, it's insane. I mean, the Timberwolves as a whole, I think, had like just under 150 points that night. And I think the Spurs had around 142, so pretty high-scoring game. But Carl obviously took over. I mean, showing so, some people who were doubting that whether he was the best player on the team or not, <laughs> someone we know uh yeah. that he is still by far the best player that For franchise sure. has had since a younger kevin garnett but yeah totally agree with you there um let's talk about sadiq bay probably the most random 51 point game we've seen in a very long time 
since maybe like TJ Warren, but um, Sadiq Bay, 51 points, which is a career high points for him, which he'll never pass. I can confidently say that. And a franchise high as well. Uh, highest scored game for a Pistons player. Which is pretty um, surprising. Yeah, crazy. You think like someone would have hit 50, 50 or more at like on the Pistons throughout their entire franchise. I think it would be like Richard Hamilton or something. Maybe, but definitely not Sadiq Bey setting your <laughs> franchise record for points in a game. That was on the night where there was that was only the one game against the Magic, right? Because everyone was watching March Madness. So yeah, that no, was the not, one. Game. I don't think too many people saw no, the no, fifty point performance. No one was watching nobody that. Nobody saw that. It was on like um, ten, he had like ten threes that game too, which is nuts. Yeah, ten threes, uh, and then right after the game after uh, versus Cleveland, uh, Jeremy Grant, his teammate, had forty points, um, nuts. which is nuts as well. Um, he had seven three pointers, uh, thirteen for twenty two in thirty five minutes too. So I mean, Jeremy Grant is a huge example of believing in yourself because. No one thought he could have, and he he ever since he's come back from that injury he had earlier in the season, he hasn't exactly been the same. Now I don't know how much that is to do with uh, the Pistons kind of going more youth centric, but especially when he first came to Detroit, apparently Denver offered him the exact same contract, but he bet on himself and thought, hey, if you give me the opportunity to be that guy, I can maybe show that I deserve a better contract even. And he has; he's become this really, really fun player to watch. I mean really talented scorer still that really good defender that any good team would love to have but he's kind of wasted in Detroit in a way we'll see how uh, Jeremy fares on a team that actually is contending and trying to win games uh gotta see if he can carry that um like I mean he had all-star numbers last year I mean some people were saying that but uh, we gotta see how that carries over into a team that wins you know when he's not the first option on the team because yeah, he's like never how he gonna was... win on a f- as a first option. Oh, absolutely not. But like how he was uh, in Denver before he even came to Detroit. Yeah. But I think if you can get Jeremy, a guy like Jeremy Grant, to be your third or even fourth fiddle on a championship team, that's that's a good player to have. I mean, yeah, there's there the rumors there. with the Bulls in the trade deadline, but that didn't happen. Right. Right. Um, I don't think he'll be on the team much longer, though. To be honest, I don't think so either. He's probably gone after this season, maybe. This maybe season, or next season, probably. Um, Big news. Let's talk Big about LeBron. Uh, LeBron moved up to second all-time in scoring. Um, unfortunately, he lost. Um, he got owned by Kristaps uh, Porzingis. Um, the Wizards, baby. Kristaps uh, was insane. But uh, LeBron, I mean, he's just doing historic things. We're kind of used to this. This is LeBron James going down as uh, second all-time in best players ever. So... Uh, first no second and first um, you have <laughs> never seen michael jordan play a game of basketball That's in okay. your life how do you know he's first i don't look, know man look, That's six this guy is the finals, 37 bro. years old and he has just become the second all-time leading scorer and it looks like he will hit be the first guy to hit 40,000 points and just to put some put some context by look at a guy like kd if I'm not mistaken, KD is about 10,000 points behind Carl Malone right now. All time, like in total points. What? Kevin Durant has exactly 25,000 points. Well, not exactly, but 25,176 to be exact. 
Kevin Durant is 33 years old. Do you think in four years he's going to hit the numbers that hit the total that LeBron hit? Probably not. And this is the same LeBron that people don't even look at as a scorer first. And then you talk about KD as one of the best scorers of all time. LeBron is a freak. He should not be able to do what he does. There's yeah. a very good chance you will never see a better basketball player in your life. And every time I watch him, I'm just in awe. And seeing him break these records is just so incredible. I like I wouldn't call myself a LeBron fan or anything, but he is so good at basketball. I mean, yeah, he's probably the def- the best player we're ever going to see in our lifetimes. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know about that. I mean, there's like 40 years down the line we might be seeing something crazy. But uh, hopefully in this year's draft, whoever the Pacers get ends up better than LeBron, which is uh, wishful not gonna thinking, happen. to say the least. Not um, going to happen. <laughs> It's just not gonna happen. <laughs> no. Uh, let's talk about your uh, your boy Spencer Dinwiddie. Uh, two back to back game winning threes against Boston and the Nets. Yeah, I think the Boston one that was that was a bit earlier, but then against the Nets in the they next were, game. Yeah, they were. Yeah. Which is that's my guy. I I don't I don't know what else to say. Spencer Dinwiddie is is my boy. Um. He he know he knows how the love is, you know. I'm I'm sure he's listening to the podcast, thinking, "Yes, Mark, I know you're a fan." But he's so good. He's so he's he started the last four games on the for the Mavericks. Uh, at first, he was coming off the bench. Now he's. I mean, the Mavericks won that trade. Yeah, they I won mean, that trade. I, I mean, Porzingis has been great, but uh, the Mavs are winning right now, and it seems to be because of that trade. So. Happy for Mavs fans. I mean, Spencer Dinwiddie. Happy for my boy Spencer. Living up to that contract. Yeah, absolutely. If he plays, if he keeps playing like this until the end of the contract, he might even get an even bigger one next time. But Mm -hmm. he's so good. Yeah, way to bounce back from a bad injury, hey? And a terrible stint on the Wizards to the point where your own teammates didn't (laughs) even respect you. They're just still one of the most wild things I've ever, I've never heard a player just be so blunt about how his teammates do not respect him. Um, so funny. And why? Like, what's wrong with Spencer Dinwiddie? I don't understand. I don't know. Okay. Maybe he's a bad locker room guy. But that, that's something we'll never know as NBA fans. So uh, maybe he's too Hilarious. into the crypto, uh, crypto world that he's obsessed with. So uh, maybe he won't shut up about that in the locker room. Um, let's Maybe. talk about uh, one last performance here that was pretty significant this week. Uh, being, uh, I mean, I'm a little biased because this is a former Pacer, but Tory Craig, uh, he had 21 points, 14 rebounds, eight for eight from the field. Tory Craig, you're pulling the former Pacer. I'm card pulling for the Tory Craig card for Tory Craig, who played Torrey half Craig. a season for Indiana, half a season. What and did he shout do that out, half a season? Shout out to Gogo Batadze as well, 9 for 9 in uh, two games ago. Awesome. Um, what did Tory Craig do in that half season on the Pacers? Tory Craig, he, he played, played a he total played good of 51. defense. He got bro- his ankles games. broken by Kevin Durant. Um, and yeah, I mean, Tory Craig, that's my brother. But, Tory uh, Craig did not score 330 points as part of the Indiana Pacers. Why so specific? Because he number. had 329. Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> Fifty. You're really pulling the former pacer for a guy like Tory Craig. Yeah. He would probably 
play on close to 10 NBA teams throughout his career. We're, call, we're talking former Pacer. Okay. 10? I don't know. It might be a stretch. He's already um, at... He's I, I can see him getting he's he's fourth. No. Denver, Indiana, Phoenix, Milwaukee. Oh, right. Milwaukee. Forgot about that. So, okay. Maybe well, I, more than five. He's he's not he's not retiring as part of the as part like of six, the probably like six. Um, and then we can also talk about some injuries that have people have came back this week and people have been injured this week. Uh, we have Brooke Lopez coming back uh, on Brooke. a bit of a minutes restriction, but it's awesome for NBA fans to see Brooke back in action, especially right before the playoffs. We talked a bit about this on the last episode as it was breaking news. Um, but yeah, Brooke Lopez, he's back. He played Rookie the Wookie. He played how we expect him to play coming off an injury, which is just decent. Yeah, especially something like your back. You don't want to take any type of risks. So um the Wookie, you know, he's he's come back and he's a huge, huge get for the for the Bucks to have a guy like that back. I mean what's his face? Bobby Portis played well, but he doesn't offer the same things that Brooke Lopez does. Especially a shooter and a shot blocker. Yeah. Not that many centers actually do offer it to the same extent that a healthy Brook Lopez does, which is why he makes the money he does. But I mean, if he's back to normal by the playoffs or even by like the second round, it just adds to the how scary the Milwaukee Bucks are. Yeah. Um, also adding to that list, we have Alex Caruso's back, who had four steals in his debut game back with the Bulls. Karis LeVert, who has played insanely mid. Um, <laughs> man, he's got to get out of Cleveland if he wants to succeed more in his career because this guy puts up like barely 10 points every game off the bench, and it's kind of embarrassing. But uh, moving on from Karis, Draymond Green is back. Uh, I mean, the, the trio in Golden State is back. Except Steph Curry has injured himself, so they were back together for one game, I think. But Draymond's back. And Draymond is cool. <laughs> yeah, Draymond, Draymond is cool, but uh, the Steph Curry injury, little concerning. Little concerning. Because I think, I think he's going to miss the start of the playoffs, if I'm not mistaken. No, he's targeted for he's the start. Ta- he's targeted targeted start. for the start? Yeah. Okay. So, But if he misses any playoff time... I mean that Warriors team without Ooh, Stephen yeah, Curry. I don't think they're gonna win. Is really bad. So I don't care about Clay and Draymond. That is not a good basketball team without him on the court. Yeah. Um, um, speaking of his teammate uh, James Wiseman, we're just gonna wrap up the people that are coming back soon. But James Wiseman, uh, he's almost at his debut. Apparently his knee, I think it was, is bugging him a little bit. So not too sure about when he's gonna return. If he returns at all, maybe for the playoffs. But can't see the Warriors rushing that. Uh, Patrick Williams is coming back on Monday, um, which is awesome for Bulls fans. I know Mark likes likes uh, love Patrick Pat Willie, and um, Jamal Murray's in the G League, uh, so he's gonna be back soon. And yeah, that that's probably basically the, close, the people returning. Probably the closest you'll get to watching Michael Jordan, your your goat, uh, is watching Jamal Murray in the G League. So I would check some of those games out if I were you, but. Because if he was, remember how he was torching the NBA during the bubble and all that, imagine what he's gonna do to these G League players. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna spaz in the G League. Hopefully, um, <laughs> I'd be surprised if he's averaging less than thirty. Yeah, let's hope not. That might be a little embarrassing if he can't average more than thirty. Oh uh, well, he's coming back off a big time injury. <laughs> 
I would call it embarrassing. 20, 20, 20, 20. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, so we touched on Steph. Uh, he's going to be back, hopefully, for the start of the playoffs. TJ Warren, uh, with his stress fracture, has been out for, uh, I think it's something like close to 100 games he's missed now. His contract's up after this season, so might have seen the last of him as a pacer, which kind of sucks. Uh, I'd like to see him back, maybe not for a big contract, but might be cool to bring back. I'd rather see him back than Brogdon after this season. But um, we have also DeAndre Bembry uh, with a bad, bad injury. I'll let you ACL. talk about this one. ACL and MCL in the same knee. It's rough because he was doing all right. I mean, it's DeAndre Bembry, so he's not the biggest miss to any team really, but it just sucks for him. But back to that TJ guy. TJ Warren is not good. Stop. He, He's not he good. He played four games since the bubble. Okay. I do four not games care. On injury, you have to let him see if he can come back and average I just, fifty. I, just, I just, I'm gonna pretend I didn't hear that last bit. Yeah, to give him time. But I'm I'm gonna pretend I didn't hear that last bit, but he is not good. I do not care. What was it? Eight games in the bubble? Was it eight? Yeah. No. And then I, there was also and then four I guess, in the playoffs. Yeah, four games that they lost. <laughs> um, I do not care. He is not good. He is, throughout his entire NBA career, shown to be a nice little scorer who is very easily replaceable. I don't understand why you would want him go- him to stay over Brogdon. And I get the Tyrese thing, but if you shift Brogdon back to being a more off-ball no, guard... but he doesn't want to do that. He wants to ball hog. Well, I, don't I, ask. I, I looked about... I did some research on this. And you know what? I'll pull it up because uh, I actually posted about it today. But uh, with Brogdon on the court, Tyrese averages 15, 8.5, and, and 4. And then without Brogdon, it's 22, 10, 4. So... I saw that. Yeah, but just I, just to just comment on that real quick. I don't, I don't like Brogdon. I feel like that's kind of like, like okay, yeah, I see the numbers are different, but obviously they're different. No, but he because, plays visually worse. Like, but he makes any all his any time worse. you're any time you're gonna play a ball dominant guard is going to play with another ball dominant guard who he does not always play with. His numbers are going to dip because of that. So it's it's like it'd be pretty unrealistic to expect Tyrese to be able to m- match that same production with and without Brogdon. He can he can add a guy like you can just put Chris beside him or someone that they draft like hopefully like I don't know maybe if you get Ivy, you know. What's what's his first together. name? What's his first name? What? What's his first name? Uh, I know his first name. I just I, I'm missing it right now. I don't know why I can't think of it. Isn't it Jaden? Oh, okay. yeah. Okay. Anyways, I don't know why I just had a brain fart there, but yeah, Purdue guy. Um, but is that who you want the Pacers to get in the draft? Well, I want them to get a big man. Like I want Jabari, I want Paolo, and I don't really want Chet. But if we get him, I wouldn't be mad. He's a little too. I'm scared. I'm scared for his skinniness, but. Uh, I think people. I don't know. I don't like how skinny he is. I don't know. I saw him get bodied by. Uh, is it Jalen or Jaden Duran? Jalen. Yeah, Jalen. Um, I don't know. Whoever they draft, as long as it's in the top four, I'll be happy because I think everyone knows that the top four is going to be something like Jabari, Chet, Paolo, 
Ivy. Yeah, right? fair enough. Fair enough. But so, any of those guys. Neither of us are draft experts, that's for sure. Yeah, not me especially. So. Yeah. But <laughs> I, don't, I don't know until they're on the team. <laughs> but are you at this point really going to like totally I, I look i'm a huge tyrese fan too i've already made that clear but are you gonna shift to like totally centering the players you draft sign all that around tyrese no, like are you already no, going no, like no you take the best player available in this draft right hopefully okay. he's a big man because the pacers kind of need like a forward like a like a big like power forward or a center you know i i if isaiah jackson has to like move around i'd rather anything that's either power forward or center you go for them first. That's what you want to get the best as the first as a Pacers GM or whatever. You want a big man. But if all those big men are gone, which are probably going to go one, two, and three, uh, if you have Ivy on the board, then you, you, you pick up him. Fair enough. F- fair I don't, enough. But... Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's. And then you get rid of Brogdon, obviously. If you're drafting Ivy, you must get rid of Brogdon because oh, yeah. you're not putting the fourth pick or whatever on the bench. No. And no God, chance. I would not be happy as a Pacers fan if that was the reality. No, that would be awful. I'm sure any young guard coming in as the fourth pick would not be happy about that either. I mean, I mean, Indiana is not even an attractive place, and uh, coming no. off the bench certainly makes it a little less uh, enticing. Oh God. Especially when you're the fourth overall pick in the draft. That'd be awful. Um, uh, we have a few other, uh, two other injuries that are significant. We have John Collins, uh, plantar fasciitis, not a good injury to have. I mean, this is what Sabonis and TJ Warren had, and it should, it could take a while. It could take a while for him to ramp it back up. Uh, fa- plantar fasciitis is either something quick or something very long to get over, uh, and it can lead to other things like stress fractures, stuff like that. Yeah, you're the plantar uh, pro after what have, happened with Sabonis. Yeah, and speaking of Sabonis, he's getting an MRI on his knee right now. He just hurt his knee, so that's oh. awesome. Uh, I guess you can add him to the injury list, but we don't know what the extent of that injury is. He was able to get off the court um, and walk himself to the locker room, so hopefully not too bad. And speaking of knees, we have Lonzo Ball. Uh, his knee has not responded well going through practice, so... Expect him to probably be held out till at least the playoffs. At least, hopefully, by then. The Bulls are. I'm. I'm. I'm scared they're for the Bulls. They're, they're they, a little they, bit. They are absolutely pretenders. Big but, pretenders. But the, but what makes it a little, what makes them better of a pretender is when you have Alex Caruso and Lonzo Ball back. And now Caruso's back, sure, but Lonzo is one of the better guard defenders in the league at this point. Uh, he's valuable on offense too. He's become a sh- a, a, like an offensive, not someone you have to hide on the offensive end anymore. And it's not even just that he's barely good. He is good, but defensively he's so valuable, especially when it comes down to the playoffs, shortened rotations and all that. You want someone like that on the court. And if he's not healthy, then it's, uh, it's going to be bad for the Bulls. I don't know how they're going to stop anyone with well, what, you have if DeMar, you look at the Zach standings, they're the only a couple games ahead of Toronto right now, and Toronto is pretty on fire. I mean, I mean, you had Russell Westbrook uh, hit a game <laughs> a game tying three to send it to overtime after hitting the backboard in the previous possession. But yeah, that Raptors team could sneak up on the Bulls, and the Bulls could end up a play-in team, which is 
kind of crazy after we see them being a top three seed for a lot of the season. And there's something like zero and 15 against like teams. I don't know how they classified good teams, but like it was zero and 15 three. against good teams, right? Is, or top I think three? it was the top three in each conference, I think it was. And there's zero and 15. Yeah, something like is... that. I mean, it's crazy. It's a it's a big pretending team. Oh yeah, they have they don't have a lot of depth on that team either, and they've been pretty lucky with the way someone like Ao Dosunmu's even stepped up. But yeah, there's not a, a lot there, and defensively, especially without Lonzo and that long stretch without Caruso, I mean, Zach Levine, Demar Derozan, Vucevic. I don't know who you want to stop with that that trio, but. What they their last their last game against a good team was against the Suns. I'm pretty sure, and I think they got blown out, right? I mean, that just that just shows how how they are. They're gonna keep getting blown out because they're not that good. I actually said that before the season started. Do you remember? I actually said everyone was really hyped about the Bulls, but I said I don't know. I can't see them being like a really good team. And at times I was like, you know what, maybe I was wrong. But now, my gut was right. That's what it's looking like. Yeah, well, right now I'm trying to find my predictions for the Eastern Conference. Um, so if you want to keep talking about the Bulls for a second while I pull this up right now, do uh, you have anything else to say about the Bulls and how they're kind of a little Ayo bit suspect? Ayo Sunmu is incredible. I hope he makes an all-rookie team. He should make an all-rookie team. He can make the second team. AO for first team. AO for rookie of the year. <laughs> what a player. But, yeah, Kobe White is terrible. Uh, Derek Jones Jr. is a null. Uh, they signed Tristan Thompson, too, right? Didn't they? Oh, Tristan yeah, they Thompson's have Tristan picture Thompson. on NBA.com uh, is in a Pacers jersey. Ooh, I like that. Uh, you know, he's a pacer. Once a did pacer, always a pacer. Did he play for the Pacers? Yeah, he did played he? like five games, and then he had a double double, and he got cut right after. Nice. And, and he gave and he gave the Pacers a goodbye thank you post on Instagram, right. and he didn't give one to Sacramento or Boston, which is pretty funny. His like seventy six hours or whatever it was in Indiana, <laughs> but mad respect for him. Um, I mean, he's just so weird. So I found my Eastern Conference predictions. Now there. Honestly, now looking back at it, they're not that bad, one through six, and then seven and eight is pretty funny. But um, Oh, yeah, the Pacers are so somewhere, didn't you? in the first seed, I have the, and Karis Levert is the cover of this graphic in a Pacers jersey, but we have the Bucks as the first seed, fair. the Nets as the second, the Sixers as the third, the Heat as the fourth, the Celtics as the fifth, the Bulls as the sixth, which could end up happening. Yep. Uh, then I have the Pacers at seven. This is this is pre this is before the season started. Pacers with their assumed to be oh T.J. Warren with team and all that, but that didn't happen. And Do you think T.J. Warren would made that difference? Do no. you really think? T- yeah. Okay. Okay. But relief. Maybe in the regular season, but not in the playoffs. Um, oh goodness. Oh boy. And then I had the Hawks at eighth. I knew the Hawks sucked. I said it. All you guys were like, they're a top four seed. And I was like, no, they're not because Nate McMillan's a fraud and people are finally figuring it out. No. Yes. They are, Nate is McMillan a bad is not a coach. Just because Nate McMillan, Nate McMillan is a bad coach? Yes. Wow. Yeah, he's a bad coach. Wow. He's, he's, he's not a coach that you 
be like, oh my god, why did the Pacers fire this guy? That's exactly what you do. That's exactly what you do. No. That is exactly what you do. No, I'd rather have Nate Bjorkren. I'd rather have Nate Bjorkren. You'd rather have Nate Bjorkren than Nate McMillan. Yeah, you, you can't even say that with a straight better face. Than Nate, man. <laughs> you can't than say Nate. that with a straight face. That's that's ridiculous. I mean, both they, of them suck, but like. No, 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 no. McMillan is good. The Hawks are good too. Just wait. It. Yeah. I, I don't know. How, like, he had no control over Capella falling off a cliff. So Maybe it's part of his routine that he just makes players suck. I don't know. Then how did? They do so well last season if he just makes everyone suck. Because it's the bubble. Last season was not the bubble. Oh, right. I'm I'm tripping. Whoa, that was a big casual moment. Anyways. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. It was, it was a team that last season was like, I mean, you had the Knicks going crazy. Not doing that anymore. And then who'd the Knicks lose to in the, in the playoffs? The Hawks. And who's coaching the Hawks? McMillan, but that's when was the last time the Pacers even won a playoff series? Um, Paul George. Oh God. (laughs) That's okay because with Tyrese and this top three pick, hopefully, dynasty. Why aren't you saying top one pick? Hopefully, because I need to be somewhat realistic here. I'm a little scared that the Kings will catch up to us. So, oh my God, I think after today, if the Kings lose to the Suns which I'm not sure. I think they did lose. It's, it might be in overtime, or they might have just won or lost. They The the Suns won by three against Damn the Kings it. just now. So that ties the Pacers and the Kings in the standings, which puts one of them at sixth. Oh, I don't like this. Okay. But the Rockets are in last. Needs a bonus to take off right now and just Woo. carry the Kings to a few more wins. Rockets in last. Hopefully they don't win another game all season long. <laughs> God, it's um, so, sad. so for the rest of this episode, we're going to do a bench players draft. Um, and this will be a 10, per- 10 player draft per person. And we're basically taking a pool of bench players. Now they have to have had over, what did we say, like 40 games? Uh, I think it's about half. Like about half? half? Yeah, about half games coming off the bench and currently coming off the bench. So if they got traded yeah, in there. Yeah, currently coming off the bench as well. So we're not counting guys like Karis LeVert who have started basically the whole season and came off the bench like five games for the Cavs because that's too early to call them a bench player. But uh, we have a whole list of guys here. I'm not sure what the number is, but it's well over like 30 players. I think it's Maybe 38. Even. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, this should be interesting. We're going to build a team of five starters and then five bench players we can by positions as well, not positionless. Or not like, I mean, you're going to have to play. If you want to play a shooting guard at a point guard spot, you can do that. But, like, have it somewhat realistic with, like, not running a center at point guard. Um, and, oh. yeah. Uh, so, Mark, I'm going to have you flip a coin or ask Siri uh, to pick heads or tails. Uh, what do you want, heads or tails? I will, I'll go tails for, pit, for the first pick. Okay. So, okay, let's flip. Tails. So you got you, you got you wait you that. got the first pick then? I have the first pick. Okay. And with the first pick in the draft, now the obvious choice is Tyler Harrell. So that's what I'm gonna do. 
Okay, That's I'm okay pick. with that. I'm okay with that. So make sure you're writing down the players that are on your team so we can compare this after. I am. Um, I think this is a pretty obvious choice for me with the second pick. Now, also, forgot to add, we're assuming everybody's healthy. So yeah. I'm going to go with former Cavalier and current Pacer, Ricky Rubio. Yep. Um, yep. I guess. I'm okay. Ricky, I'm going Ricky Rubio here. I'm going to lock up my backcourt, and I'm going to take a newly returning player, Alex Crusoe. Okay. I didn't have him on my big board because I wasn't You didn't have Alex Crusoe I wasn't Caruso really interested on... in him. But, uh, okay, I guess. Let's we'll see where this goes. Let's we'll see where this sure. goes. Um, all right. So I have Ricky Rubio. I think let's get a guy that is proven to play well with Ricky Rubio, and let's get Kevin Love. Now it's a sharpshooting big man uh, having a good season uh, this year, having a pretty good run at the sixth man of the year, probably top three. Um, I'm a little confused by this selection. So, but maybe maybe there's a vision that I'm not just not seeing yet. Maybe there's a vision. Um, my next pick. I'm going to stick with the whole, uh, well, at least part of my team is going to be defensive. I'm going to take uh, Robert Covington. Damn it. I hate oh, you. Oh, oh, I was oh, trying to get him suck. in like round five or six, but I guess that is not going to happen. Sucks to suck. Uh, so, yeah, I had I had eyes on him. But, As you, you know, I think I need a little my more goat. scoring on this lineup. Um want to get him or want to get you know what i'm locking it in let me get jordan pool i'm okay with that i'm okay with that i have no problem with that um yeah i was debating between him and tyler Harrow, to be totally honest but i don't know it's too good of a player to pass up on even if i want to be edgy with it uh my next pick Oh, I've got two more spots in the starting lineup I need to fill out. I've got two good defenders at this point. But I'm going to take another one of players that I really like to play the three for my team. Uh, another lockdown guy. Not really much of a shooter. Plays for a good team. Was a crazy defender in college. Do you have any idea who I'm talking about? Do you have yeah, any I think so. Who do you Are think? you talking about the Australian? I'm talking about Matisse yeah. Thibault. Okay. Get on my team, Matisse. Hmm. I'm happy to have you. I'm really thinking here. So, I have a vision right now. What's the vision? And let's think out loud here because we are on a podcast. So We are. I have... Jordan Poole, who's a great scorer to put beside Ricky because Ricky's a playmaking pass-first guy, but he can also get buckets. So you have that backcourt locked in. And then you have Kevin Love, stretch guy, pick and pop, boom. Can rebound a little bit. Actually, a good amount. So I'm thinking I'm going to go for a small forward here. And do I want to go with a guy who has been in the six-man-of-the-year conversations last year? Or do I want to go with a guy, since I'm on... I'm on the offensive side right now, and I'm going to stick with it. Your team cannot play defense. I'm going to go with 
Um, ugh, uh, now I'm kind of second guessing myself here. Um, I'm in your head. Well, this might be an early pick, but I'm going to risk it because I want a little bit of defense. I want a guy that I can put on the best player. Uh, please don't take my guy. Christopher Duarte. What? Yeah. Okay, I mean... <laughs> I know you like that pick. That's a guy a, that's that a homer you can pick. put on your best... Yes. Well, out of all these options that I have on my team right now, Chris, that's the guy I can put on, yeah, the, best, team on is, the best player. Your okay? I don't need, average 150 I don't on you guys. I don't need defense. You don't need defense. That's a bench thing. That's, that's happened on the bench. Okay? Okay, well, I'm going to complete my starting lineup. So I've got three really good defenders on my team already. I've got Tyler Harrell, who's a non-factor, but he's my guy. But I need someone that I can build my offense around. You know, we're going the Denver Nuggets style where you have this big man, this European big man that's got that passing vision. He's just going to throw those passes. He's not going to look super coordinated, but he's going to be that offensive megastar. You know, future MVP of the league. My Houston Rocket, Al Perun, Al P. Welcome to welcome to Mark's team. That's that's a whole team is going to be built around this guy. That's why I had to draft defenders because he is useless. But that's okay. that's my center. So I'm thinking for my center since we're kind of lining it up here. I want a defensive center. I want a guy who can anchor the paint. Now I would say Isaiah Jackson, but. I'm going to pump my brakes there. I didn't put him on the list. so Because he stinks. No, but I need a guy who's not going to be in foul trouble, especially because we are a pretty big offensively orientated team, and there's going to be a lot of blow buys, I think. So I'm going to go with a guy that was kind of a low-key pickup in free agency in real life. And... Um, I think I'm gonna go with a Phoenix Sun in. I know who it is. Javale McGee. Okay, I'm okay with that. I was. That was the third center that I would have taken, actually fourth. Fourth center I would have taken. Okay, so now we've earned to the bench. Um, I don't think I have enough scoring on my team. I don't think I have enough like shot creators or guys who can create for others around them either. But there aren't really many players left who can do that. Um, so I'm gonna ignore half of what I just said and just take a just take a guy who launches shots with little thinking attached to it. Um, I'm going to take. To lead my bench unit, I'm going to take Kelly Oubre. Okay. I had him. He was the guy I was, might have taken over Chris. But um, I know Chris plays a little bit more defense than Kelly, so that's why I went with Chris. But, yeah. Um, what can I say? Kelly, he was on my radar for sure. But... In my bench, I'm thinking kind of for the same aspect of a playmaking point guard. That's what I kind of want to start off my bench unit. And I'm going to go with a guy that um, had a triple-double last year off the bench uh, with steals, um, TJ McConnell. 
let me get TJ McConnell as the sixth man of my six-man team. I'm going to be honest with you. I never once thought about drafting him. Why is that? Can't shoot. That's okay. He squats when he shoots, but that's okay because he's leading my six-man. He won't even take the shots. Yeah, he, he he shot one three per game last year when he was healthy. That's nothing. That's okay. He'll shoot them when he's when he gets the chance. But uh, and he won't make them. I I like this pick because TJ selfless. He's gonna facilitate. He's a leader on the court, and he fits the requirements to be my sixth man of the six man point guard. Okay, so let me get this straight. You pick TJ McConnell as your backup point guard. Yes, but you didn't even put a better TJ McConnell on your draft board in Alex Crusoe. Yeah, because I wasn't looking at him. Because I didn't, he didn't fit my starting lineup vision. And I knew so he'd go in the first you, round. You knew so he I, would be my first pick. I knew he'd go in like the first five starters. So I kind of sing, I took him out when I decided to take Ricky. I didn't want to have both of those guys. It sounds like to me that you have a bias towards former Pacers, even though that comes at the detriment of your own team. No, because it's making my team work and work well because they already have chemistry together. Like Ricky and K-Love have chemistry. Um, Chris and TJ have chemistry. JaVale and Jordan Poole, probably best friends. But Based off of what? Also nothing. But, I mean, maybe they have a nice, like... Uh, I don't know, but you know, I got this is a home. This is a homer pick, another one. Who are you picking next? Probably like you have to um, find out. You have to pick. You have the next pick. Probably like you have the next pick. What Dwayne Washington? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, my next pick. After what I just said about you know, I can't take this guy anymore. I can't take this former pacer any well, actually current pacer anymore. I cannot take him. I don't want to take him from you. I want you to make another homer pick, even though I really like him as a player. But I'm going to go for another def- really, really guy who I've actually really liked watching this season uh, as part of a team overall that I've really liked. Uh, part of the Terminals. I'm going to take Jane McDaniels. Okay. To come off my bench. Look, no team is scoring more than 80 points against us. Actually, that's not true. My team will. <laughs> your team is not scoring 100 points against yes, mine. They are. You're getting clamped. Effortless, effortlessly. Effortlessly. All right. Is that all you got to say with your pick? Jane McDaniels? Well, multi-positional defender. Uh... Locks down lo- your your favorite def- he's your favorite defender's favorite defender. Who's your favorite defensive player in the NBA? Draymond Green. Of course, he is. other than Draymond Green. Your favorite defensive player? Favorite defensive player. Patrick Beverly. Why Patrick Beverly? Because I like his grit. Uh, or you could say you play yeah. like Patrick Ge- yeah, Beverly. That's... You're you're a dog a like dog Patrick like Beverly. Patrick Beverly. Yeah. You're, you're you know, there. I got two, you're there. I got you're in my smack. game today. I got two fouls in like four in like three okay. minutes. Okay, okay. To start off the game. Okay. I body checked what, someone. Were you hacking at players? <laughs> okay. Okay. And then I reached because I was angry at him. 
but um, uh, I guess this leads into my uh, second pick here for the bench. Oh, I could go two ways here, but I have T.J. McConnell. So let me get a guy that he shoots, and he loves to shoot. He loves it. So let me go with sixth man of the year last year, Jordan Clarkson. I forgot he existed. I would be real with you. I totally forgot that I got guy the, existed. Oh, I got the Jordans wow. on both of my shooting guards, Jordan Clarkson and Jordan Poole. And what other Jordan shooting guard were you talking about? Hmm? That other Jordan shooting guard you were talking about oh, earlier? Oh, Michael. Guy you've goat. seen play many times. <laughs> How can you call a player the goat? You've <laughs> never watched. <laughs> That's okay. Highlight reels don't count. To anyone out there, to anyone, if you haven't seen a player, don't comment on them. So then, like, nobody can debate that, the that's, goat that's, because no one's seen Will Chamberlain then. I agree. Okay, I don't. I, I don't want to get into like goat talk action. right now because yeah, I don't care. About, I don't care about the time. goat, honestly. Reggie Miller, but anyways. Yeah, that that's a good good way to end off that conversation. Let's end it off, anyways. My my guy, wait! I just picked. I, I'm not gonna pick Jane McDaniel's again. That wouldn't make a whole lot of sense now, would it? I'm going to. Hmm. Should I complete the front court? You know what? I will. Actually, no. I definitely won't. Let me take campaign. Okay, uh, he was on my radar, but I didn't take him. Let me take campaign. Campaign. Actually, it's good I picked him now because I'm looking at my team and I don't know if I have what I've got. Tyler Harrell, Alex Crusoe. Uh, before I picked campaign, I had Kelly too. So out of the seven picks I'd made so far, I had uh, three players that were capable of dribbling a basketball. And uh, only two of them could actually create, at, at least in some way, their own shot. So it's probably pretty good that I picked campaign. All right. Can't only play defense. You have to score more at the end of the day. I mean, his initials are the same. Uh, CP, Chris Paul campaign um he's the third guard on my team cp3 oh okay <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> all right uh i'm gonna go with another homer here i love my homers so let me pick up i think i know sticks what jalen smith oh yeah, see, that's the guy I was talking about earlier that I didn't. Yeah. I couldn't now pick the thing is, I don't know if I want to put him at the power forward or the center, so I'm pretty sure I'm gonna put him at power forward though. So because he can yeah. this year on the Pacers, uh, he's been shooting incredible from three. So I'm gonna put him there. Is that the is that the always the rationale? Put the better shooter at the four. Um, not necessarily. He's only been shooting. He's been shooting at thirty-eight point six percent from three. That's like one and a half percent above league average. Well, that's that's good enough. He was shooting like sixteen percent in Phoenix. So, um, no. Yeah. He shot last his last full season. So last season he shot twenty-four percent. Yeah, so this is an improvement. I guess so, but I really like Jalen Smith. I really liked him in college too. I mean. He his first year in college was not bad, but his second year in college he kind of took not obviously not to the same extent, but in the same way Jaw took a leap his second year in college, so did Jalen. Uh, 
So Jalen Smith, I was really confused when the Suns drafted him, actually. Remember they drafted him 10th overall after they had already, well, obviously Aiden was already on the team. Yeah. So it didn't make any sense at the time. It wasn't a front court that would be able to work together. And then they never played him. Yeah. So it was really a wasted pick for a really talented big man. Yeah. Uh, and I've already said my whole thing on how the Pacers might not be able to re-sign him even though they have a ton of money, but it's the Suns declined, all that, blah, blah, blah. Don't need to talk about that anymore. But, I mean, I love I love Jalen Smith. So, you know, he's part of Goggle Gang. He's really good. Um, uh, he's been awesome to watch in Indiana, and hopefully it's not his last year. But let, let's he's hear from pick. you with what? your pick. You're on the clock. Ooh. So I've got two positions left. And the way I've tried setting up my team so far is I've got a couple shot creators. I've got some three-point shooting. And obviously, I have Alp, my focal point. This team start. Look, Alp, every single play is going to go through my guy. Um, I've got some shooting. Not really, to be honest. Hmm. This, is a, this is a tough choice because... I really want another two, like another two guard, but I'm not sure if this guy, yeah, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to take Lonnie Walker. Okay. That's a little odd. I'm taking, I'm, t I'm taking Lonnie Walker. Uh, I think he's got, I think he's still got potential as a scorer. I don't think people should write him off. Now, obviously he's not going to be some like 25 point per game scorer, but I think he's, I think he's shown that he can get buckets and really that's what I need. All right, that's valid. And what, what, what position were you putting him at again? I'm putting him at the two. Okay, so you've got the that's where you've is. got the backcourt. All I have left is my backup big. You only have oh yeah, okay. Yeah. Now, for center, I have center and small forward. Now, I think. I'm going to go with, I think I have time to pick my center. So right now, it's between Carmelo and Joe Ingles. And so you want to take a washed guy or a Australian? Yep, that's correct. I'm going to go with Joe Ingles. So when healthy, he's a six-man of the year candidate. At least he was last year. And... I think, well, we've seen that he fits well with Jordan Clarkson, so I thought I'd play it safe, and I'm going to go with Joe Ingles. I just, I, I think you're putting too much stock in the plate already. It's not, a, like, it's not, that's not what I'm thinking about. That's just like, I don't know, I'm a little... Added I'm, bonus. I, yeah, it's an added bonus, and I don't really want Carmelo, so I think that's the next... Well, I mean, I have an idea for... Well, I'll talk about this later, but... Yes, we move on to my last pick. To your last and pick. And now I've got a, more shot creators on the bench than I did in the starting lineup, so I don't really need as much of a focal point on offense. And I'm definitely not taking Andre Drummond. I'm taking the big double O. Damn it. Oh, I knew that's who you wanted. I knew, I knew that's who you wanted because he's good. It doesn't make sense. Another really weird pick, by the way. Um, just like Jalen Smith, why the Hawks drafted him sixth overall? He was a sixth I'm overall. I'm not totally pick? sure. 
sixth over and he's good it's not oh, like man. it's not a diss on him he's good player like he's he's going to be a good center in this league for a while but why the hawks drafted him i have no idea especially if you plan on keeping clint hopefully clint's gone after this season and you can start playing on yeka more but um yeah he, he's he completes my lineup and i think i don't think any other group of sixth men can beat this team okay uh i mean yeah that's valid he was gonna go in my backup backup center but yeah on yeka Okwangwu. we have some we have a friend that is a very big big o fan so i know he's gonna like that big one double o um now that i'm looking at it i just need to do a quick 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 little research here but i'm thinking so i'm shows. thinking of a guy that i need a guy who you know sticks he can play defense he can rebound so i'm not too worried about rebounding at the center position because i have a guy that can rebound already um this just shows who's more prepared i you know, i didn't have to do any last i am gonna research. go with it's between i'll tell you all the guys i'm thinking of right now andre okay. drummond i'm Bump. thinking of uh sorry i missed oh chris boucher demarcus cousins terrible taj gibson not as terrible why is he in the car that's a joke because i'm picking kelly olenic uh, like, like Kelly Olynyk from like Rockets. Kelly Olynyk, Rockets, on, Rockets. Kelly Olynyk, let me make Rockets that clear. Was insane. I have never seen in my time as a Rockets fan someone come mid-season and just instantly just become a f- like fifteen times the player they had ever shown the ability to be in their entire career. This guy was doing it all uh i was honestly heartbroken when he signed with the pistons i was sure that he would come back you know he'd he'd take like 15 million a year him and seawood in the front court oh my goodness i thought the rocks were about to be a championship team you know because kelly olenic was unstoppable and the funny thing is that's not really that big of a joke because kelly olenic was actually really good now the rockets being good is obviously a joke but kelly was incredible some for some reason to my benefit only in fantasy basketball. <laughs> um, <laughs> I <laughs> convincing someone to drop Kelly because he wasn't going to play and then picking him up and reaping the rewards. But uh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. Anyek is going to block every single one of his shots, though. Yeah. I just wanted to go with a little more stretchability with my fifth, with my center. Um, but what I'd like to add is since I think we have a little bit of time, let's do some injury replacements, um, or like foul replacements. Um, so I'm going to give us a 11th and 12th pick and I guess I'll start it off with my first pick. Um, because you just picked the last one, didn't you? No, you just oh, picked Kelly. Sorry, I just had a brain fart, but, uh, oh yeah, you goodness. got, you got first pick here. Sorry about that. For me, it's easy. I'm taking Markel Fultz with my first um, high ceiling. This is my this is my injury like this this is my 11th man on my roster, so he doesn't have to be too good. But Fultz, you know, I'm I'm gonna be honest. I've given up on him. But um, hey, maybe he'll prove me wrong. Maybe he'll prove me wrong. He probably won't ever touch the court though. All right. But that's um, my guy. Yeah, Markel. I was thinking about him myself, so don't blame me there. But 
I'm going to go with another homer because I love picking my oh Pacers my players. And I'm going to go with one of my OGs, one of my favorite players of all time. He's sitting on this list. He has turned himself into a playmaking god this year. He just came off a win against the Trailblazers by 20-something points with 10 assists. He's done it. He is a flashy passer. He loves to show the crowd love. He is energetic. He brings energy. He's a spark plug. He's a bench leader. He is a veteran. Give me Lance Stevenson. No. And if you disagree, Lance you're is... you're a bad person. I don't understand the Pacer love to Lance Stevenson. Because he loves Not us. Very it's good. because he loves us as fans. He just wants an NBA contract. No, he lo- That's well, what he wants. Have you noticed sure that he, he only in, plays if... good on the Pacers, right? Um, I am not convinced by that. Well, he goes to Memphis. He does nothing. He goes to the Los Angeles. He does nothing. He goes to North mud. Carolina. He plays one year there. He goes to the Hawks, and he gets cut, and then the Pacers pick him up, and then he plays like a NBA player. Um, remember when he was on the remember when he was on the Lakers and the Lakers, was like, right? Who was it? It was Lance Stevenson. And uh, a couple other guys in LeBron said, like, mud. They were, like, misunderstood uh, something uh, something else and, like, determined or something like that. Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't, actually. <laughs> I'll find it. It's it's hilarious. And that they, they all didn't – I think maybe all of them were cut by the end of the year. Uh, it's It was so funny. Who, like, Michael Beasley? It might have been Michael B. Yeah, okay. LeBron James nicknames Lakers misfit group Mud. Michael Beasley was a part of it. It was it was Lance Stevenson, JaVal McGee, Michael Beasley, and uh, Rondo. Yeah, he they uh, people were clowning them, and he called them Mud. Misunderstood, underappreciated, and determined. Yeah. I don't think any single guy on that team, maybe McGee. But I think the rest of the, that group did not last the season. Did Lance? None of them were very impactful. That's for certain, except maybe McGee. But all right, that was. You, you know, I love my Lance. I have my uh, China Lance Stevenson jersey in my closet right now. Oh god. But that's real. yeah, Lance, that's my boy. Um, is it your pick now? It is my pick now. You're gonna try and steal my pick from I me again. I almost did. Um, it's good I caught on. You know, I'm always paying attention. So, hmm. This, this is where it gets difficult. Talk to me, talk to me. Because there aren't really that many good players left. Now, I feel like someone's staring at me right in the face. I see a name. And, you know, as a, as a Canadian, it's only right to think about my fellow countrymen. Uh, when I'm when I'm making my picks, and I I hope I'm picking the guy that you want because I know you're you're hoping I don't take someone, and I hope I this is the guy I'm taking. No, Brandon. that yes. was my pick. I was just doing research on him in the background. Brandon Clark. No. Okay, well, I guess I kind of have a backup. Yeah, plan. that's that's my guy. Uh. Unfortunately, his jump shot has been ruined by the shoot the Grizzlies shooting coaches. I don't know how you come into the, the NBA shooting 36% from three 
and just only go down and now it's at the point where you're literally a non-shooter but you know me and uh me and a few other people were big time believers in bc that's why i was gonna pick him as well so who's left so for you? i'm thinking i need another center or power forward um and I'm thinking between two people right now. I'm thinking of Demarcus Cousins, Boogie. and I'm thinking of Andre Drummond. To be totally honest with you, I thought you would have Boogie would have been your first big with the way you talk about him. Now I love me some Boogie Woogie Woogie, but uh, <laughs> why did I say it like that? <laughs> Boogie Woogie Woogie. <laughs> um, Demarcus Cousins and is. Does Andre Dr- Andre Drummond doesn't start on the Nets, right? Fact check it. Okay, well he's played thirty-seven games off the bench uh, this season. He has fourteen of fourteen. Andre Drummond does not qualify as a bench player. Okay, well then you know what? I'm gonna go with Take your boy. Demarcus Cousins, Take your Boogie boy. Cousins. Nice. And that's your boy. Yeah, I, I've always loved Demarcus. Um, I, I like me some Demarcus Cousins, and for whatever reason, um, I'm very happy with this. I got a couple vets to be on the bench. Uh, my plan with Demarcus is, in case you know Javale or Sticks get into a little bit of foul trouble, you have Demarcus come out there, play some quality, like ten minutes, twelve minutes, fifteen minutes. I don't know why I said that so specifically, but <laughs> you know, ten to fifteen minute mark. I think he can hold it down there. Um, you know, he's not the most defensively orientated player, I don't think. At least that's what I'm thinking. But, um, yeah, it's not too much thought into it. It is my 12th man, so. Yeah, it, it, don't, it don't matter. Now, all I know for sure is my team beats No, it does not. It absolutely does. Nope. Look, look, my, look, my backcourt is better than yours. My starting backcourt no, is better. No, it's not. Jordan, Alex Crusoe and Tyler Harrow and Ricky Rubio are, are way better. Not way, a chance. Way, way, way better. Um, not a chance. Uh, my my wings are clamping. Your two best players, without question. Pretty much, I'm just gonna lock you up. And then I've got a superstar center, by far the best player out of both teams. Uh, the only guy on either on either squad with. All-time Hall of Fame uh, goat level potential, you know, Al Perun. So really, I mean, things pretty clear was a better job. So I think we're gonna have the uh, the people of All Dot Paces on Instagram kind of decide or vote on a winner for this draft, um, or maybe we'll give them a little bit of a teaser of the draft because you know gotta watch the episode to hear the whole thing. But, or listen to the episode, might I say. But, yeah, this was successful. We'll do some more drafts in the future. Um, I think that's about it for the NBA week. Uh, can you think of anything else that's kind of interesting? No, not really. Um, nope. Yeah, I think we can wrap it up here. This has been Sal and Mark coming from the playbook and NBA podcast, and we will catch you next week.